It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Welcome in. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. We know that. Do we? Some of the snow melting. We got moisture. That's a good thing, right? The Nate Brown Show is back. We're live from our downtown studio. Some of you taking a snow day. I hope you're doing okay. I hope everybody's been safe, warm, the whole thing. It's uh, really interesting. The snowstorm kind of hit us yesterday. Then Northern Hills got hammered. And uh, so kind of two separate worlds that uh, people are living. But thanks for bringing us in on this Wednesday, Fox Sports Rapid City and South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care. They want you to know they're committed to providing exceptional care for you and your family. Two locations in Rapid City, Black Hills Urgent Care on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road on the west side, Bacon Park. They're open seven days a week, ready to take care of you when you're feeling sick. By the way, you can schedule on your phone if you don't want to, if you want to avoid the wait, any wait at all. That's what I do. Go right there, bhucare.com with the letter U, bhucare.com. Remember, if you need care, bhucare.com. Avoid the wait. Schedule online. Black Hills urgent care the faster way to get better all right on this snow day wednesday we're feeling good got a great lineup ready to go no youtube stream um no youtube stream tonight let's just say our producer matt kearney uh you know he lives off in them hills out there he lives (laughs) off in those hills little snow day for matt i think he's still uh digging out it's just been bizarre I had no issues. Some of you had no issues, but uh, we're okay. We're live on the radio, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Also there, FoxSportsRapidCity.com, the live stream up. Let's look at the guest lineup. Gabe Lax is joining us covering the NLDS. Giants-Dodgers down to a game five tomorrow for all the marbles. 107 wins for the Giants, 106 wins for the Dodgers, and it comes down to tomorrow night. Do you understand? This is the 24th meeting of the Giants-Dodgers tomorrow. 24th meeting this season. They obviously play a lot in the uh, uh, West, okay? And I, I look at that NL West race. It was just tight throughout. How many games do you think the Giants have won and the Dodgers have won out of the 24? Or out of the 23. They've played 23 times. Giants, 12 wins. Dodgers, 11 wins. So it comes down tomorrow. If you're a sports fan, you got to be locked in tomorrow. Giants, Dodgers, tomorrow. We'll talk to Gabe Lax. He's covering the Series USA Today. He is on the way. College football writer, NBC Sports, Thor Nystrom's in. A lot of college football headlines today especially out there in Oklahoma. We're going to go to that Oklahoma Sooner story, Spencer Rattler, that whole situation, Thorn Eystrom on tap. High school football, Jason Andera's in from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports, playoffs getting closer, end of the season almost here. Jason Andera uh, on the way. We'll go down to Denver. Broncos take on the Raiders. How important is the game now with this Raiders mess going on? How important is the win for the Broncos? That, that's got to be a lock. I mean, it's got to be a lock, meaning – 
if they don't get that done in Denver, this thing's, I think, um, going to go south pretty quickly. Doug Ottawa live from Denver, Mile High Sports, and the Rapid City Stevens girls soccer team. How about this? Back in the state AA championship, they were there in 2018. They got hit by Pierre. That was a nice snowstorm, as I remember. Pierre beat them. Uh, a few years ago, now the Raider girls knock off Aberdeen Central yesterday and Luis Ucera, head coach, Rapid City Stevens, trying to win that state soccer title. Uh, he'll join us live tonight on a Wednesday. Your sports, your show. Remember, you can chime in 720-1067, the number Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line Live this Wednesday. You're not doing much, right? It's a snow day anyway. T take a break. Um, 720-1067, get in there. And the Barons-Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show if you can't call. Same number, Barons-Wilson text line, 720-1067. I'm going to start this Wednesday show with um, a sportsmanship debate. Oh, the great word, sportsmanship. How important is sportsmanship to you sports fans? I really want to. I really want to know. So I've got a story that's getting national attention now today. Okay, this is a high school sports story that's now been carried by Newsweek and and all sorts of national outlets. Came across my radar this morning, and so I thought I got to ask my audience here. We got coaches, we got former players, we got parents that have kids playing now. The whole thing. I got to ask the audience. Where are they at on sportsmanship and what should have been done in this game? Here's the scenario. High school soccer match out in Michigan. Okay, maybe you've heard about this yet. Maybe you haven't. High school soccer match out in Michigan. A soccer player sets the, the national record. This is, this is the national record now for 16 goals in one game. Okay, so high school soccer match, this uh, started going um, pretty heavy early because how I know this, this kid scored 16 goals in one half. It was in one half. And then the uh, game was ended at halftime. It was blowout, mercy rule, wh whatever they got going there in Michigan. Um, the 16 goals did set a national record. This kid, this kid's name's Kevin Hubble. Kevin Hubble's a, he's a college recruit. He's a good player. He scored, obviously, he scored 16 goals. The team won 17 to nothing. So keep in mind here, you're thinking about soccer. Uh, they win 17 nothing. This one kid scores 16 goals, and now we got a problem. What's the problem? The school board from the opposing team in Michigan, the school board has filed a grievance letter a protest over sportsmanship um, when it comes to this scenario. That school board, their team, they haven't won a game all year. They got young players. I mean, you know the scenario, okay? You know things probably went uh, ugly pretty quickly, right? It must have got ugly pretty quickly. And you know that the, the deal is, well, sometimes young teams, this happens. But has this ever happened something like this? Well, a national record... Obviously not. Something like this, um, this kid firing, just firing, firing. 16 goals and a half. Now, I've been watching a lot of soccer, okay? I've been, I've been watching a lot of soccer. That's quite something. So I'm trying to take myself there. Michigan High School varsity match. Young team, you could tell, is not up to speed. They've been beaten all season. They haven't won a game. What is the right call 
from all aspects there. The coach and the the strategy, the performance, what should have been done in this scenario. And by the way, I don't know what a protest letter, uh, a grievance, right, over sportsmanship. I don't really know what that's going to get done, but it's just the uh, scenario that they wanted to recognize this was wrong and and send it to the Michigan Activities Association, the whole thing, to say, what, what should be done here? Well, a message should be sent, and so this coach or this program needs to realize they shouldn't go down this road um, ever again. It, as a matter of fact, some people said the superintendent of that other school that lost uh, 17 nothing. the superintendent said, this doesn't belong in high school athletics. As a matter of fact, he said, humiliating the players in our program, humiliating the players in our program, this shouldn't belong in high school athletics. And now the uh, coach that kept the player in there in that first half scored 16 goals. That coach is apologizing, saying, hey, here's what he said. Um, he was firing him off. I got caught up in the moment. Okay, I got caught up in the moment and a player getting hot. I saw the opportunity of the uh, potential record. I saw it in front of him, um, and it is what it is. So he knew the scenario was kind of going poorly as this thing um, got going. So I ask you this question on the sportsmanship side. Question of the day, Nate Brownshill, this high school varsity soccer player setting a national record, 16 goals in one game, beating a winless team. The losing team sends the protest letter, the grievance. Everybody's obviously pretty fired up. They said it was uh, the worst sportsmanship they've seen. What say you on a stage like this, on a stage like this? And I think people are kind of bouncing around on this a little bit. And I want to, and I'm, I'm going to tell you where I sit on, on it when it comes to the varsity high school athletics side, okay? Varsity high school athletics are different than little kids sports. I, I do believe that. But high school athletics are different than professional sports as well. I do believe that, or, or even college sports, in my opinion. You tell me, bad, bad sportsmanship to go down this road, 16 goals, a national record for one player, they win 17 nothing, and embarrassing the other team, or it, it, was, it was fine. It, it is what it is. It was fine to go for the record. You tell me on this Wednesday, Nate Brown Show question of the day. A lot of votes early. A lot of votes early. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. You can get in there or on the Boss Pizzeria Sports Bar uh, Sports Line Live. Here's the vote. It's, it's pretty close. I thought people might be on a little bit of both sides. It's pretty close. 55% of you saying it was terrible sportsmanship. 55%, that's winning. 45% say it's it's fine to go for the record. It's fine to go for the record in a varsity-level game. So let me tell you where I sit here. As I said, high school varsity sports are different than youth sports uh, to a point. I, I believe they should be. I think varsity level, you're you know, you're taking it pretty serious. You're trying to win. You know, hurt feelings aren't going to matter much. Hurt feelings aren't going to matter much. So high school sports different to me than youth sports. However, if you've listened to this program, I told you, this is similar to last week. Um, I should say when I was talking about the Ravens-Broncos, 
So the Ravens also wanted to set this record and keep this thing going of 100 yards rushing per game for the Baltimore Ravens, and they wanted to keep it going. They were short against the Denver Broncos, so they ran a play, which you never see in the final seconds, even being up 16 points instead of taking a knee. The Ravens ran a play, and Vic Fangio, the head coach of the Broncos, was very upset, was very upset. And I came on the program and I said, and now that's my coach. That's, that's Vic. I like Vic. I'm a Broncos guy. I said, Vic's wrong in this case. In professional sports, I always side with you don't want them running the play or you don't want them getting the record on you or continuing the streak of 100 yards per game. I always said, pro big boy sports, big boy sports, you just settle in and you say, just stop them. Don't complain about it afterwards. Don't complain about it afterwards. So I say that with Vic Fangio and the Broncos talking. We're talking pro sports. You know, the, the man card, as we reference on this uh, program, or, or a caller does <laughs> on this program quite a bit. You just got to put the, the pants on. Just take what you get or stop them in pro sports. This high school sports um, scenario, to me, is a little different. Now think about this. To me, it's a little bit different. I do believe you're sitting here going, okay, winless team, young team, not a good soccer team. It is high school varsity competition. I'm not saying you just kick it around and don't try and score. I'm not saying that at all because some people are going to say, don't stop playing the game. I don't want you to stop playing the game. You don't just, well, let's play out the back. Let's let's just kick it around. Let's not score. I'm not going to go down that road in high school varsity competition. I am going to tell you, after maybe, I don't know, he got the record. By the way, the Michigan State record is 10 goals in a game. So this kid surpassed that by six. Maybe you get that state record. Maybe you just call it good. I don't even know if you should be necessarily going for a record as I don't know how much that means when you're playing a team as bad as this team may have been. So I don't even know if you have that record on your mind. I just think you do pull back with that player. I think you can pull back with that player and some, well, Nate, you're going to be unfair to the player. It's not his fault the team's bad. It's not, So you're going to just take that player out. Well, that is what happens a lot of times. I've covered high school sports a lot. That is, that is what happened. I've seen a lot of blowout games in this city. I've seen matchups that I've covered that are totally out of control and I've never seen a coach keep in this player, keep in that player, and just keep the pedal down. I've never seen that in this area, so I do believe it falls in the sportsmanship scenario. I really do. I really do. Um, listener text coming in. Let's see. All right. Uh, let's see. 720-1067. Let me know if you want to join the program. we got a lot to get to. I think sportsmanship does fall in this category because why? It's not stopping play. It's not let's not score any more goals. It's, hey, this kid's a a college recruit. This kid's a really, really good player. He scored 16 out of of his 17 goals. Maybe change it up just a little bit. I don't know if you got to put him in at defender. Maybe you just put him in at defender. He could still play. I'm not going to take him out of the game per se, but I'd be fine with either one. You just pull back a little bit. 
I think you pull back a little bit. There's a difference between the NFL and high school uh, varsity athletics, and as I told you, youth sports athletics. Um, what say you? What say you? Uh, let's see. Listener text. I was a four-year varsity athlete for Central Soccer, yet I still forced to try out my senior year. It's not middle school. It's high school. We're taught to compete. Level of competition only gets harder and harder. Records are kept for a reason to be broken. Let the kid display his talent. Wow. Wow. Let, let the kid roll. It's interesting. This one's, this one's close. Um, from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, a game is ended when a team is ahead by eight goals or more any time after the first half is complete. 16 goals in the first half. I feel fine with going for the record. Here in South Dakota, there's a mercy rule. Games left and right in soccer and football, no complaints. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, let's see. A couple more. Let's see if I can get them. This soccer coach should have removed the player halfway through the first half. Bad look for the coach. Who cares if the soccer player breaks a record against a terrible team? And that, that's kind of where that's, that's kind of what I was referencing. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess a record's a record. But this one seemed a little ugly, seemed um, really, really outweighed, right? That, that's, that's what it seemed like to me. This, um, the, the team he played scored seven goals all year. Well, get better. Yeah, they need to get better. I'm not talking about those guys. They send the letter, a grievance, bad sportsmanship. I, I don't know what it does. I just say I think it was bad sportsmanship. It's the sportsmanship debate today. Um, here on the Nate Brown Show. Where do you sit? Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Everybody win a free TV in today's world. <laughs> I knew I knew where you were going. Give me your take. So Nate, you're going to let a kid Nate, score 16 goals. Let me tell you goals. a little story. This is why certain soccer clubs and certain, you know, paid, I mean, you know, the big guy, coaches. When my second youngest, went undefeated, and we were playing in club tournaments, too. They hated me. Nate, I never took my two or two older 12-year-olds their last year. I didn't take them out of one game. You you would you keep the pedal metal to the pedal the metal pedal to the metal. Well, I I would I wouldn't take out my best players. They earned it, man. Would you switch it up a little bit? Positioning things like that. I'm not saying well, stop what scoring. What I did with my two, what I did with my two, and I could I wouldn't let them kick past the half line, but they had such strong legs. Well, so but, yeah, you, so you changed defense. it up a little bit. You did. You you changed it up a little bit. Yeah, but that, I didn't tell them not to score. I'm not telling this kid not to score, but I change it up if I'm the coach. I change it up. Mm-hmm. Such is life, Nate. Some people are better than others. You know, Nate, <laughs> He's this really is kind good. of funny. I'm glad you brought this up, buddy. Good topic for today because, you know, you're Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. They came in second place. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. you were whining. I'm a Cubs fan. Oh, my but God, yes. it's yeah. not fair that they win 160. Yeah, I hate that, that one game play. wild card's bogus. I yeah. don't care. Hey, you know what happens? Win your games, buddy. You know what happens when you get beat ten to one? Well, you know you should have played a little harder or practiced a little harder. A winner is a winner, Nate. 
There's no second hey, they, place. They could have won. There's uh, no third place. I taught every one of my kids, Nate. Who cares about second, third, or fourth? If it's not first, it's not this. <laughs> I got you. Uh, by the way, Dodgers, Giants tomorrow. Get ready, buddy. Get ready. Okay? You know, I would have never guessed it. I thought it was going to be 4-0 Dodgers. The Giants haven't beaten them consistently. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I will say I'm excited for it tomorrow. It's going to be a good night. Good night. Thanks, buddy. Oh, it should be a good game if they don't ruin it with four hours of pitching. All right, bud. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting in. Uh, good to hear from me. I knew he'd be sitting there on that one. Um, <laughs> I, I I just say this. Uh, list, listener text coming in. Hang on. Um, 720-1067. Sportsmanship debate. Soccer player scores 16 goals and a half. It's a national record. Coach kept him in. Other school very, very upset. Now uh, national headlines here. Associated Press, Newsweek, the whole thing. So I bring it up. What would you say about this? Bad sportsmanship to uh, just keep the pedal to the metal, and I mean just destroyed the other team. Just destroyed them. Okay. I'm always, I, I'm a competitor. I'm a competitor. I've, I've, I use this term, get better, get better. I don't feel sorry for too many teams. This one's a little over the top because I do believe there can be sportsmanship. Have we lost that? The decency of sportsmanship a little bit, a little bit. Uh, Lister text really quick. So this coach had no player that he could sub in for this college recruit. It's not a matter of letting everybody play, but it is a matter of this is a really good time to get some of his subs some experience. Interesting point. Interesting point. And I don't necessarily think you have to take the kid out either, okay? I'm not going to – I'm not blaming the kid here, by the way, at all. Not blaming the kid at all. Just maybe the approach uh, from that program. Uh, it, it was, it was uh, 17 to nothing at half. Uh, it's just wild. Um, bad sportsmanship or not, what say you? Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Well, you know, some of it is exactly what that last text uh, has or is touched on is some of those that, you know, sportsmanship, whatever, you know, you brought up uh, the the Broncos-Ravens uh, game. I mean, mm-hmm. it comes down, kind of comes down to coaching philosophy, too. Uh you know, Harbaugh acted like that record was somehow important to the players. And I remember hearing a quote from uh, their quarterback a few days later, and he's like, what record, huh? What? Yeah, no, no we don't care about that. I mean, so, it, you know, it, it comes down to coaching philosophy. Harbaugh's name in that record book for the Ravens, you know, as the coach. And then, like, What do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? High school. It's a little perplexing because it goes back to, like, hey, coaching philosophies and, and player development. So this kid is, you know, just obviously incredibly talented, whatever. Yeah, you can't hold it against the kid. No, Coaches got no. him in. They're executing their stuff. But my question is, just like you said, is so you got a whole roster full of players and you're playing a cupcake. And um, so this kid graduates next year and he's gone. Well, he won't be there. Maybe five of the other guys aren't going to be there. Why not get a bunch of your younger kids, a bunch more reps, or like you say, it's just like in basketball. I've seen coaches that have a team that's, you know, up by 20-something in the first quarter, and all of a sudden you can they just start playing differently. They're, you know, they're not pressing. They're that's the thing. Extra. This is this is the version of I don't mind not pressing when I'm up 50. 
I think right. I think that's sportsmanship. So yeah, and, and in soccer, know, he was up he was up fifty to nothing. That that's what this is the version yeah. of. And making the next, you know, telling your players you got to make six passes before you can take a shot, kind of stuff like that. Getting getting your young kids in, and uh, you know, it it I to me, like you said, it kind of goes back because I, I would venture a guess if you could talk to the kid that scored the goals and the coach in separate rooms, I would think. I'd be surprised if that record doesn't mean more to the coach than it does the kid who scored. Because he probably got, he probably has a harder time scoring goals in his, on his own team practice than he did in this game. Well, the co- it, here's the here's the coach. The quote was, "It was a player getting high, hot, and I got lost in the opportunity the kid had in front of him. I got <laughs> lost in the in the opportunity. So well, he, he was he, thinking about it." Yeah, no, he sounds like he needs a little more situational awareness. Uh, <laughs> no, he got he got lost in the excitement of this kid putting up 16 goals. That's what that amounts to. Yeah, and, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I don't, you know, I, I'm not about having soft teams. I'm not. I'm not sticking up for the soft team. I do think we. I think sportsmanship still matters. I do. No, well, and absolutely, like I said, it comes down to how, like I said, whether you're just and how you're executing or your your. Maybe you're rotating players more, getting more, people more reps. But once again, if you look at it, is you know, if unless you're the coach that thinks you're leaving next year, is why wouldn't you want to continue to work on player development? Right, in, right. In any right. sport, I don't care if it's football, basketball, because you know, I mean, think about it, like I don't know who Alabama's got this year, and I know they lost the game, but because you know, like towards the end of the year, they always get this extra bye week because they play like the Louisiana haircutting school uh, right before the end of the season. That they could probably win 150 to nothing, and he's got his he's got his threes in the game by the end of the first quarter, and rested everybody else. So I just throw that out there too. So this, this kid, after he scored his 12th goal, and the coach is cool on goals, lost the excitement, and he scores his 13th goal and it tears his AC, <laughs> tears his ACL. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, then yeah. Uh, it's, then he thinks the player, the mom and dad, might just be like, hey, you know, there goes his scholarship to. Uh, Stanford or what? You know what I mean? Or, yeah, I, I don't know. I got you. I got you, man. I, I I know where you're at. I agree with what you're saying. There's there's a lot of things you could work on it, here with your team. It, there's a lot. It's not going to improve that kid's opportunity because anybody that knows knows like any sport that you watch, some guy, some basketball player. Put sixty on somebody that can't guard him because he's a footballer and right, right. Uh, Did the record mean much? I, I don't think right. it did. But all right, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for getting in. I appreciate that, man. People are all over the map on this one. I love it. I love it. Just a sleepy Wednesday show. Snow in the Black Hills and the Nate Brown Show question of the day. Getting it heated up. Let's get it heated up. No, I like the debate. It's good. People are all over the map on it. I say sportsmanship still is important, and I do think this um, went over the edge. Went over the edge. I do believe that. Listener text coming in. One more. No issues with this point difference. The kid is doing what he knows how to do. Can't fault the kid or his coach. If he can't play with a big dog, stay on the porch. All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, that team can't play with the big dogs. I will tell you, they scored seven goals all year. And I don't I don't feel um, really bad for that other team. Okay. I don't, you know, it's, oh, I feel so sorry. Those kids are going to be devastated. No, no. It's more the approach from the other side and uh, keeping sportsmanship in sports. 
I do believe that's still respect for your opponent, respect for the game. I still think that matters. In this case, it wasn't um, something that you needed to uh, keep going with that one player. 16 goals for one kid, Michigan High School Soccer, a national record. And uh, they closed it down at halftime. <laughs> How many would he have scored in the second half? Uh, coming right back, Gabe Lax, Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. What does he say? Dodgers, Giants, okay? What does he think? Aaron Boone and the Yankees. The Yankees have, uh, there's some reporting out there saying, what are the Yankees thinking about doing with Aaron Boone? It's all on the way. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, softer equals better. Here's a tweet from Ed Itchy in Idaho. Hey Culligan, my laundry is so scratchy, I just cut myself on a cable knit sweater. Any suggestions? Hashtag send help. Hey, Ed Itchy in Idaho. Yes, the Culligan high efficiency water softener will make that thing so soft, it'll go from cable knit to cable knot. Itchy. Hashtag soft laundry. Hashtag already on the way. Have your softener inspected for peak performance for $39. Go to BlackHillsCulligan.com. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our top priority is providing value to our members. Since 1941, we have helped our neighbors buy homes and vehicles, finance their farms and ranches, insure their assets, and retire comfortably. From Custer to Sioux Falls, we live and work in our communities, and we treat our members like family. Visit bhfcu.com to learn more about how you can join. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by NCUA. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show on a Wednesday on Fox Sports, Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show Live. Always glad to have you on board. Thanks for uh, contributing to the question of the day. Good stuff today. Question of the day, that high school soccer record that just happened out in Michigan. One kid scored 16 goals in a game. It's a national record. Um, and now the debate is, did the coach push it too far? The other team has filed a grievance with the Activities Association in Michigan. You know, uh, protesting the sportsmanship side and a lot of people uh, wondering, what do you think about beating a team 17 to nothing and the one kid, the uh, great player, scoring 16 goals? What say you, bad sportsmanship or, nah, it's fine to go for the record. It's question of the day. 57% say it's bad sportsmanship today. 43% say it's fine to go for the record. All right. I like it. Keep it coming in. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Let me know what you think on that. Uh, Gabe Lax is in. Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. 
NLDS, Giants-Dodgers, Game 5. It's a showdown tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I'm excited for it. Gabe, thanks for coming on. How are you? i got to say, that has uh, some Brett Favre, Michael Strahan, all-time sack record vibes with the soccer oh, kids. So. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Favre laying down, Strahan getting That's the sack. That's right. Um, so I'm going to ask you, 16 goals from one kid, pedal to the metal, and uh, the coach let him do it uh, against a terrible team. Bad sportsmanship, Gabe, or not? You know, Nate, I'm going to have to look at the film on that before I can render ah. a full judgment. <laughs> you know, okay. it's... Uh, did they, did they occur organically, or were they just setting them up? You know, that's uh, that, that's that's the key question there. Oh, but. interesting. <laughs> it happened in one half, by the way. It happened by oh. halftime. Um, well, a little ugly. Right. little ugly. That's a good time to call off the dogs. <laughs> okay. Okay. There we go. Um, by the way, how about this matchup tomorrow? I mean, um, just, just give me your perspective on it. Giants-Dodgers going to a game five. Did you see that? Yeah, you kind of had to figure it. Uh, the one, the one game that really surprised me, Game Three, I thought was so interesting. Uh, I thought it'd be a little more offensively inclined. Maybe the wind was a factor. The fact that uh, the only run of that game came on an Evan Longoria, you know, home run uh, when every other ball was getting knocked down. That, uh, you know, that I think that may end up being the the difference in the series. Just because I, I do kind of like the the Giants a little bit tomorrow. I think they're really well set up. Uh, for success, and, and they're at home. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, this seems kind of inevitable when you're talking about 107-win team and 106-win team playing a best of five. Uh, you, you've got to figure it's going to go five, and, and here we are. What do you think of Evan Longoria? You mentioned him he hit that homer to win um, game three there. Um, Evan Longoria said, hey, we might have to look about doing something different here. Uh, he's talking about in, in an NLDS, a team that wins 107, a team that wins 106, maybe shouldn't be playing here. But what's he trying to get at? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's all right. I think he, he's talking about maybe reseeding after a round uh, once the wild card survivor has kind of emerged. Uh, but the funny thing is. Now, theoretically, maybe the Brewers or maybe the Braves would have done the dirty work and taken out the Dodgers, but let's just assume that, that this meeting was inevitable. The Giants are much better off in the best three out of five just because uh, you know their, their pitching falls off after number two. Uh, Alex Wood pitched admirably in game three, but uh, you know you, you stack up Bueller, Scherzer, Urias, and then uh, a much deeper bullpen when you figure that a game four and a best of seven is probably going to be a bullpen-type game a uh, big advantage to the Dodgers there. So it's kind of funny. I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's a bad draw, quote-unquote, for the, the Giants to have to play the, quote-unquote, wild cards early. But at the same time, I think they're much better suited to win three out of five than four out of seven against this Dodger team. Okay, so tomorrow you lean Giants. Yeah, and I think uh, a couple things. Uh, Logan Webb, obviously, uh, everybody uh, knows him now. Uh, <laughs> and to be quite honest with you, not a lot of people who follow the game pretty closely knew much of him until around May, maybe even June, when he really started to get going. And then by the end of the end of the year, you know, we're talking. We were talking Kevin Gosman, Cy Young Award candidate for so long, and then suddenly you look up at the end of the year, and Logan Webb is their guy, and for good reason. But. I really like the fact that the Giants can piggyback Webb and Gosman, and uh, particularly, you know, Gosman's a two-pitch guy, and he was able to uh, 
you know, to win so many games this year and, and truly get himself into the Cy Young conversation with just, you know, the fastball and the split finger, uh, which typically doesn't play so well over 33 starts. But, my gosh, you know, he barely a, a whip of 1.04, uh, ERA at 2.81. I mean, really, really good season for having two pitches. Uh, and then you put him in a relief role, like coming in after Webb, say, uh, suddenly he can uh, unload the tank a little more. That fastball is playing up. The split probably plays even better off of it. So if they have uh, designs on using him out of the bullpen, they could conceivably go uh, Webb, Gosman, and Camilo Duvall and you know, kind of suffocate this, uh, this Dodgers offense to, to an extent. It's not that, to say that it's going to play out that way because uh, you, you just never know. If the you know, Dodgers happen to pop one out of the park early, that could change the entire complexion of the game. But uh, I, I like the way the Giants are lined up for this one. What's crazy about this is the Giants have shut out the Dodgers and then the Dodgers have exploded. Um, so it's just it's hard to uh, judge. Dodgers-Giants game five tomorrow. It's a big showdown. Um, one of those teams moving on. American League, Gabe, I want to talk to you about that. How do the Red Sox do, do this? Yeah, it's uh, you talk about hitting the button at the right time. I mean, uh, they had the pieces. You, know, you, you look up and down that lineup, uh, especially if you, you're talking Kyle Schwarber at the top and having those quality at-bats, getting on base, hitting one out of the park. Now and again, you know, they're going six, seven deep with just absolute bangers, you know, and it's really pretty suffocating for a pitcher to try to try to navigate that. Uh, not to say that all of them got hot at once. They kind of did for about a 15-inning stretch against the Rays. But I think more importantly is they just started to play better, uh, really sloppy uh, over the second half of the season, uh, and particularly the that first two-thirds of September with uh, kind of coming back from a kind of a wild COVID outbreak that really uh, – kind of messed up their continuity. But, uh, yeah, uh, they, they, they finally started catching the ball, uh, finally started blocking balls behind the dish, uh, started walking fewer batters. And then suddenly, you know, you, you talk about a, you know, October-type performer in Kike Hernandez, uh, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts. You know, eventually those guys are going to come through. And uh, they really did in a big way. Again, the Rays kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of built for 162 this year uh, in particular just because uh, they, they lacked that uh, surefire number one starter and clearly not much behind Shane McClanahan when you're talking about trying to win a playoff series against a, you know, a talented team that maybe didn't show it all year. So, well, you know, things just lined up for them. They got hot and they, they played well to their credit. Do you like um, the Astros over there, though? I do. Uh, you know, I think it's. Uh, I think it's going to be somewhere around Astros and five. Uh, pretty big X factors, though. Uh, you know, Lance McCullers, the state of his forearm, elbow. You know, is he going to be okay? He was able to start two of the four games thanks to the rainout in the ALDS. That made a big difference. But you know, their their pitching is good all around. Their bullpen is really good. You know, when you talk about Framber Valdez uh, and uh, guys like Yimmy Garcia and Presley and Graveman coming out of the bullpen. And, you know, the, the Red Sox have a lot of pitching question marks on their own. Uh, Chris Sale can't really be relied upon for, for much of anything. I mean, uh, you'd like to think, oh, he'll you know, bring him out of the bullpen. Uh, you know, that'll, uh, you know, he'll do better in a shorter stint uh, as he's coming out of Tommy John surgery. But, you know, he's having trouble locating the ball, getting it over the plate, and he's given up home runs. So you get past Nathan Yavaldi. Uh, a lot of significant question marks, and they're going to have to kind of piece it together from there, uh, whether it's a Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, a bullpen kind of game. Tanner Houck really took some big steps forward in the, in the ALDS. 
But, oh, you know, this Astros lineup, it's, uh, you know, it's always great, and they always seem to turn it on in October. And then you talk about Carlos Correa, a guy who, uh, you know, plays uh, with a definite defiant streak in the, in the uh, kind of the aftermath of, uh, of the sign-stealing thing. You know, he took, up a, took it up a notch last October, had a great ALDS, Throw in the fact he's also, uh, you know, going to be a free agent, and this is his uh, his showcase time to really show off his wares. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to be really tough for the uh, you know for the Red Sox to, to get through this Astros team. So I think uh, you know, yeah, if uh, if McCullers can't go, I might be more inclined to say it goes back to Houston, but. Uh, Kind of, kind of thinking they, they finished this off in, in maybe five games. I want to ask you about uh, American League story, American League East, um, reporting saying that Hal Steinbrenner may just stay with Aaron Boone because uh, he, he kind of likes him. Think the Yankees are going to stay with Boone? Good call? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a neutral call, I think. Uh, I don't think uh, Boone is going to make anyone forget, uh, you know, <laughs> Joe Torre anytime soon. Uh, I think he's also a little bit overmatched, just straight up against Alex Cora, who's just such a great game day manager, really great playoff manager. Uh, but you know, it, it, at this point, Boone is kind of the devil you know. Uh, you know, he ran into a lot of uh, a lot of obstacles this year. They had a couple of COVID outbreaks. They had a lot of injuries. Just could not hit for a really long time. Uh, you know, he's throwing a seven-game losing streak. Just when you think they're getting hot, the bottom would fall out. You know, a lot of that stuff you can't necessarily place on the manager. You know, you, you can't make them hit. You can't, uh, you know, make Glaber Torres not regress. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, at some point it becomes a sort of a developmental and coaching thing as opposed to a managing thing. So I think it's a good call. I think that, yeah, I think the players do respond to him. Uh, it's just that they're not such a well-built team that they can avoid these kinds of funks. So one of these years, he definitely could break through. Could they do better? They probably could. But also, you know, you don't want to try to improve marginally in the manager's office and end up with a Jace Tinkler type situation. So you might as well hold on to the guy. One more. Gabe Black's USA Today Major League Baseball writer Rob Manfred weighed in on Oakland and the A's yesterday saying, we're not sure we see a path to success in terms of getting something built in Oakland. Um, are the A's going to Vegas? Well, the funny thing about that is, uh, in addition to uh, to those quotes, uh, he also, if you uh, tack on a little something else there, you know, Las Vegas and other cities. You know, so uh, it, to me that kind of tips the hand that they're just looking for any kind of leverage that they can get, that it isn't necessarily Vegas, but City X looming as a, as a possible plan B for, for the A's if the city and the county don't give them what they want. So, yeah, I think, I think they feel like they're over a barrel. I think they, they may want to stay in Oakland, uh, but it's not coming along as quickly as they would like, and the team doesn't want to have to spend over a certain threshold of its own money to, to get a stadium built. So uh, I, uh, I would take the threat seriously, but I also – think that 80 percent of it is uh you know just kind of trying to wield uh you know wield the hammer when they really don't have a, a whole lot of, of leverage for a city council that's you know not really pleased with the way they've gone about it so interesting to watch though certainly gabe lacks on tonight major league baseball writer usa today he and bob nightingale and the crew on the nlds tomorrow giants dodgers that's uh that's must see uh tomorrow night gabe always great thanks a lot 
You got it, Nate. Thank you, man. Appreciate the time. Gabe Lacks, always great. USAToday.com, Major League Baseball writer here on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. He leans Giants tomorrow. He leans Giants tomorrow. And and a couple of Major League Baseball headlines. Looks like the Yankees may be leaning towards staying with Aaron Boone despite the uh, struggles in the postseason, not advancing as far as uh, they want to. But here's Boone's average wins over his three full seasons, 98. I mean, I, I know it's Yankees. I know it's the Yankees, but... 98 average wins over three full seasons? That's uh, not bad. I've always said, I, I, I've always said a lot of these baseball managers, they're the, they're the fall guys. They aren't the problem. So I don't know how great Aaron Boone is. I, I don't know that. Um, but it, it's, you look at it, it's, oh, well, if we change uh, the manager, then the Yankees are going to get better than 98 wins. Uh, I don't know about that one. Let's come back, talk college football on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Our guy Thor Nystrom. I like Thor. College football analyst, NBC Sports. A story out of Oklahoma that's so interesting to me with the Sooners program next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Get fuel for fall and huge savings during the certified used vehicle sales event at Denny Menhol Toyota. 1.99% APR financing available on certified Toyota Camrys and RAV4s. Plus, 100 gallons of gas for your new ride. That's fuel for fall and low financing on all certified Toyota RAV4s and Camrys. The right cars, the right price, the right experience. See you soon at Denny Menhol Toyota, Rapid City. With approved credit through Toyota Financial Services. See dealer for details. Taco John's fans can't get enough of the new Double Cheese Chicken Boss Burrito. One person said, mmm, which means this new and improved three-cheese red pepper and smoky hatch chili queso makes Taco John's best burrito even better. Then someone else was like, mmm, which roughly translates to this queso blanco and nacho cheese combo is unbelievable. Well said. The new Double Cheese Chicken Boss Burrito, part of our queso blanco creations only at Taco John's. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Download our app for exclusive deals. Count on First Gold Gaming Resort for the biggest giveaways in Deadwood. Every Friday through Sunday, win your share of $8,600 in promo play through Hot Seat Drawings. Every Saturday night, it's First Gold's Lucky Sevens Giveaway, where you can win $1,000 cash at the top of every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Get in on First Gold's $2,000 slot tournaments on Friday and Sunday, or win a 43-inch Sony Smart TV every Sunday night at 6 p.m. First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as you're coming into Deadwood. Insurance. We all need it to protect our homes, health, businesses, and belongings. But having adequate coverage is just the beginning. You also need the support of professionals who stand by your side to protect what's important to you. Fisher Rounds and Associates combines the coverage you want with the commitment you need. Fisher Rounds and Associates. At your service, at your side. With offices in Pier, Mitchell, Watertown, Sioux Falls, and Rapid City. City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's Sports Talk Show.
Wednesday. Thanks for being a part of the program. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, right? A little bit of snow mixed in here early October. Okay, it's going to be fine. A lot of moisture, though. A little bit of snow. Uh, a lot of snow for some folks, but a little bit of snow in Rapid City. Hope you're digging out in other areas. The Nate Brown Show Live. A lot of moisture, so we'll take that. Then it's going to be 60s by this weekend, so we're cool. We're cool, right? Fox Sports Rapid City, your sports, your show. And Thor Nystrom's on tonight. Hey, let's get Thor. College football, NFL draft. He covers it. NBC Sports Edge. Good follow on Twitter. I follow him there at Thor KU. At Thor KU. It's Thor Nystrom talking college football. Thor, how are you? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good, man. So I got something um, coming out uh, here. Nebraska going to Minnesota. Okay. The Huskers enter this matchup against the Gophers coming off of the ninth consecutive loss against ranked opponents for Scott Frost. Nine consecutive losses against ranked opponents. 16th loss for uh, Scott Frost by single digits during his tenure. So Husker fans are telling me they're closer than ever. What are you telling them? I actually agree with that. Uh, if you look at the uh, SP plus post game win expectancies, you know they they make that not off that you know the final score. They make that off of like the the yardage and some of the the different game stats, whatever. Um, Nebraska has a 56 percent or above post game win expectancy in every game but one this year. That was the Oklahoma, uh, the Oklahoma game. Um, every other game, um, they you know it's above. It's 56 or above. Michigan was 56. The loss at Michigan State by a field goal. There is 70 percent in that one. 76 in that opener against Illinois. You know that was kind of a wonky game as well. I agree that they're they're a lot closer. Uh, second order wins. SP plus. It, it says that they should be closer to five wins than three. So I, I think the stats agree with Nebraska fans on that. Okay, so Nebraska getting closer. Uh, Thor Nystrom agrees. He's telling you they are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, break this down for you a little bit out there in Minnesota. How do you think that's going to play out? Gophers, Huskers? Uh, I guess I, I sort of like uh, Nebraska in that game. Uh, I, I think the line is fair. The last time I saw it was, was Nebraska minus three. If I was going to lay on either side of that, I, I'd be on the Nebraska side. Uh, the, the issue for Minnesota is they were built to be a power run team, which you know made sense when you had Mo Ibrahim and they were running behind this enormous offensive line. But Mo Ibrahim, he got injured for the season in the opener against Ohio State. And then his backup, Trace on pods, he was playing pretty well. Well, he got hospitalized this past week. I don't believe he's playing on Saturday. So the Gophers are down to their third-string running back, and their quarterback stinks. Like, Tanner Morgan's not a good quarterback. He, the only season that he had that was good was that 2019 team where he had uh, Tyler Johnson, he had Rashad Bateman, you know, and Ibrahim, of course, as well. So he's he not very good. And, and when they get into situations where he has to make uh, conversions, you know, the third third and uh, medium or third and longs or whatever, that's when the Gophers start going three and out or whatever. That's my concern for them going down to their third string running back. And, and Nebraska, again, I think they're playing better than their record, whereas I'm not sure that Minnesota's played as good as their three and two record. So I, I would like Nebraska in that one. Thor Nystrom on college football, NBC Sports Edge. Are you a buyer in Iowa right now? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they, every single game that they've won outside of this, this last one against Penn State, it's been emphatically. The Penn State one, you know, it's, it's interesting because the Penn State fans will say if Sean Clifford hadn't gone down, Penn State would have won that game. That might be fair. 
but uh, player injuries on offense are um, th- that's an occupational hazard when you play a defense that's that, that's that good. Um, and so, you know, is what it is. Going forward, Iowa has their schedule really opens up now. They, you know, they just don't play many, um, you know, teams going forward. Avoid Ohio State, avoid Michigan State, avoid Michigan out of the other division. It's just about as perfect as the schedule could have fallen for them. They have a pretty decent shot to go, you know, whether it's 11 1 or whether it's 12 0. SP Plus gives them a 32 point. Three percent chance to go at least eleven and one. So this is this is looking like it could be a special season for Iowa. Okay, Thor. If they get into that Big Ten championship and they lose, where are they at then? They're they're not in the college football playoff. Not for me, no. And and this is coming from an Iowa grad, no. I mean, if if, if they go, you know, whatever that would be. Uh, are you saying they go twelve and one with the yeah, loss? And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For me, they would have to be out then. Um, presumably, the team on the other side came in either with you know undefeated or with, with one loss, and the winner of that they should be the you know the the, the Big Ten's representative. Plus, I think the Power Five is going to have one less spot than usual this year uh, for one loss teams because I think Cincinnati's getting in unless oh. we have four undefeated Power Five champions. Yeah, I do. So you're buying that? I I just had a discussion with my production team today. They said, hey, Nate, you don't have Cincinnati in your uh, Final Four. Uh, I don't. Here's my Final Four now. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma. That's my Final Four. You got Cincy in there. Who's who's not going to be there? Wait, say yours one more time, Nate. Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. I'm kicking out Alabama. Um, I, I don't think Alabama has nearly as good of a shot to go to the playoff as maybe conventional wisdom dictates because while they did, you know, they're still alive, of course, because I agree that a one-loss Alabama team is making the playoff. The issue is, is because you took that loss to A&M, you've lost that bullet now. So, so your next loss, you're done. Your, your season's over. Going back to SP+, they gave Alabama a 26% chance to win out in, in the regular season. I think Alabama plays four top 40 SP plus teams the rest of the regular season. So say, say they do that. So again, 26% chance. Then they'd be playing Georgia in the SEC title game. My system would have uh, Alabama as a four and a half point underdog in that, in that game, uh, roughly a, a plus 185 money line. And then, you know, if you, you know, so that's just to get there, you know, you're sort of parlaying uh, three to one odds against plus 185 odds. I just don't like Alabama shot at getting there. I think they get beat by Georgia, even if they, they run the table uh, mm. through the regular season. That could happen. It could happen. Thor Nystrom's in tonight talking college football, NBC Sports Edge. Um, Thor, I'm going to ask you about this story out in Oklahoma. So Spencer Rattler gets pulled in the uh, Red River rivalry, and Caleb Williams comes in and leads him back to a victory. Now it's a big controversy. Who's going to start? Well, we're going to cut out all media. We're going we're gonna to say, we're not going to tell you who's going to start. Um, it looks like Caleb Williams is going to be the guy. Why is uh, Lincoln Riley so uh, uh, paranoid here? I absolutely think that Caleb Williams is the guy. I don't think that, that Oklahoma would be acting this way if it wasn't. And I think the reason that you do it is because, you know, obviously he comes out today and he's like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to announce the starter before Saturday. That makes sense. But I think you shut everything else down because 
I think the concern here for Oklahoma is, um, for Lincoln Riley, is like he comes out today and he's like, Caleb Williams is going to start on Saturday. What you are fearing then is Spencer Rattler announces tomorrow, I'm out of here. And, you know, mm. I'm, done for the, I'm done with Oklahoma because um, we've seen this a bunch, right? Like, um, for instance, go back to uh, Clemson's year when they won the title where, you know, uh, Lawrence's true freshman season. Yeah. Kelly Bryant started the first five games of that season. Then, then you know, the, Dabo, or the first three, maybe it was. And then Dabo tells Kelly Bryant, uh, you know, Lawrence is going to take over. Bryant transfers immediately. And then that Saturday, Lawrence at his first start gets injured. So then Chase Bryce had to, you know, play for a little bit. I think that's the big concern on the Oklahoma side. I, I think Lincoln Riley is spending this week trying to convince Spencer Rattler to stay, um, you know, with while Caleb Williams becomes the starter at least to the end of the season. And then they had the quotes from Spencer Rattler's dad today where he was like, you know, after the season, we'll evaluate, you know, whether we come back to Oklahoma or not. But we're going to see if anyone in the NFL is interested. Spoiler alert, they're not going to be, you know, based on what we've seen this season. And then he also alluded to the fact that we could be looking elsewhere as well after this season. So, again, I, I think for, for Lincoln Riley, this is just about holding on to Spencer Rattler through the end of the regular season. Okay. Uh, that's going to be tough because eventually here Spencer's going to say, hey, I'm not starting. Um, do you think he could leave midseason? I think there's a shot of it, sure. I mean, why is he going to sit on the bench? He came into this season as the consensus QB1 for the 2020 draft class. Can you recall another time that before October 15th, an undefeated team that currently would, would be in the playoff field ostensibly, an undefeated Power 5 team, um, that not only that, but there was, wasn't an injury that led to the benching of this consensus quarterback for a true freshman. I, I can't think of an analogous situation to this. And so he's navigating something where it's sort of uncharted territory. Yeah, it's wild. It really is. Thor Nystrom, great to have him. College football analyst, NFL draft, good guy on that as well. And the Spencer Atlas stories got some uh, rippling effects here. We'll see where they go. Oklahoma, they're going to start Caleb Williams this week. It, it feels that way. And now all the media shut out. Uh, the rest of the week. NBC Sports Edge, you'll find him there and on Twitter at ThorKU. Thor, always great, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much, Nate. Have a good night. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your time. Thor Nystrom on the Nate Brown Show. Really good college football analyst. NBC Sports Edge on Twitter at ThorKU. Follow him there. Um, that's a, a great, intriguing story. Oklahoma football, unbeaten. They get in trouble. Spencer Rattler... There's a lot to uh, discuss there. Number one pick in the NFL draft, they think. Heisman Trophy winner, they think. He's the number one guy in the country, we think. And he struggles against Texas. Couple of picks in the first half. Gets benched. And now Oklahoma's got a little quarterback controversy. Caleb Williams, younger guy, comes in. Class of 2021, five-star guy. Caleb Williams comes in. And uh, leads him to victory against Texas. Do you think Lincoln Riley's just going to go, eh, we're going to go back to Spencer? I, I don't know about that, and I don't think you're going to be playing this carousel. Spencer's in. Caleb's in. Spencer's in. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to be doing that either. So what's the big story with Spencer Rattler? I'm going to get into that uh, coming up in the drive at five. The, the big picture story. I want to discuss... Uh, what you would do if you're uh, Spencer Rattler and everything that uh, he has going there with his brand and and the whole thing. First, I'm going to go Jason Andera, South Dakota Preps analyst. Let's talk high school sports, high school football, and more with 
Jason Andera from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports. What's his take on bad sportsmanship or not with this soccer story out of Michigan? Okay, we'll uh, review that next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company reminds you fall is not the time to be backing off on your lawn care. In fact, it's a very important time of the season for your lawn. First off, fall is the most important time to fertilize your lawn. We recommend Warren's Best Lawn Fertilizer. It's specially formulated for Black Hill soils. Fall is also a great time to get control of those lawn weeds with the right lawn herbicide that you need for fall weed control. Or you can call Warren Chemical for custom application. Give us a call. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company, 342 The Rapid City Rush are ready for another season of hockey and family-friendly entertainment. Get ready for your next memory, your next reason to cheer, the next exhilarating chapter of Rush Hockey. Rapid City Rush, next chapter, same goal. Witness the excitement this season, kicking off October 22nd and 23rd at the Monument Ice Arena. Get your tickets now at rapidcityrush.com. Tickets start at just $15. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say, magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Hi, this is Rihanna Wicked at Elevate Performance. We are currently accepting new patients in need of physical therapy, and we want to show you the Elevate difference. At Elevate Performance, you have our guarantee of receiving one-on-one, high-quality care with a doctor of physical therapy. At Elevate, it's personal, and we are ready to be your partner in empowering you to live a healthy life pain-free. Remember, you have a choice for physical therapy in Rapid City, and we want you to experience the Elevate difference. We are currently accepting new patients. Just visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in on a snow day Wednesday for some of you. What happened here? I had to dig out. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't have to dig out much. It's, it's a wild storm. Heavy snow. Had some stuff in Custer Hill City. Northern Hills got hit hard. Sturgis up there. Spearfish got hit hard. Rapid City uh, got hit a little bit. They got a lot of wind here. I guess we got hit enough. Enough moisture, right? So we'll take it. I hope you're doing okay. Some of you had a snow day. That's all good. Thanks for settling in. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City and the drive at 5. Here on Fox Sports Rapid City, let's talk high school sports. 
Jason Andera, Midco Sports, high school sports analyst. The playoff season in football is getting close. Can you believe that? Andera Midco is the Twitter handle. Find them there. Follow them, high school sports fans, at Andera Midco. Uh, Jason, thanks for coming on. As always, I appreciate it. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Don't have to worry about the uh, <laughs> snow. We have quite the winds going on in Sioux Falls right now. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll take it as long as we can without that. Yes, you'll get yours. I just have a feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, out oh, there yeah. in Sioux Falls. You'll get yours. Um, high school sports story. I want your opinion on You're the high school sports guy. Um, I started my show with it. it. There was a national record in soccer set by a high school kid who scored 16 goals in a game. It's a national record. He scored 16 goals himself. His team won 17 to nothing over a winless team that uh, obviously really struggling there in Michigan. The losing team sent a protest letter, and the school board said they were going to file a grievance here, bad sportsmanship with the Activities Association. So I asked the audience, high school varsity soccer, 16 goals from one player. They kept it going, and then it ended at halftime because of the mercy rule. What say you? Bad sportsmanship or go for the record? Oh, these are, yeah, de- you know, definitely don't go for the record. Okay, um, all right, all right. I mean, I mean that's 16 goals. That's, that's man, I mean, what is he going to remember about that record? Yeah, <laughs> well, he's going to remember a lot now. That, He's going to remember yeah, a lot Yeah, the controversy yeah. that he created is going to be the memory from it. It's not going to be, you know, a great physical, you know, record that he set that he's going to, you know, that's actually better than anybody else. And I have the same problem, not problem, but um, you really have to weigh these records that kids are setting, you know, with the level of competition that they're playing or the circumstances of the game. That's what you remember about the records. It's not that uh, you rolled up a team that that really couldn't stop you. Now, honestly, should the the losing team file a grievance? I mean, I think that's probably too far too. I mean, you're out there as a, a varsity team. You're out there to compete. Um, whatever happens out there happens out there. You can't. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with step. that. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a tough. You know, don't go for, don't be the guy scoring 18 goals and, and don't be the team that's going to complain about it. Okay, interesting. Because I said, I don't feel bad for the other team. I, I'm not, you know, this isn't, you know, we're all soft here in 2021. And, you know, I don't feel bad for them. So I'm saying, okay, you're going to protest. I don't know what that's going to do. But I do say, right. it's not the kid's fault either. I'm going to say, the coach. He knew things were going. Right. I say, he's just got to make the adjustment. I do believe sportsmanship still matters. The kid could have right. had a great game and still didn't have to score 16. That, that's my thought. Oh, I I could not agree with you more, and I can't say that very often, Nate. So, okay. <laughs> Good. All right. Audience <laughs> says this, Jason. 57% say that's bad sportsmanship. 43% say it's fine to go for the record. Really interesting debate. Um, One more on high school sports, then we'll get to football here in South Dakota. This just came out. For 2020, what if I told you basketball had the highest participation numbers for middle school and high school age kids in the country? Basketball number one. What if I told you baseball's number two? I mean, if you made me guess, I would have not guessed that. Yeah, that's Uh, the number. You're talking about middle school numbers? Middle school to high school. Number two sport participation baseball last year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what it'd be in South Dakota. Uh, I'm guessing 
you know, not number two, but it would probably be number three or four. It's it's up there. I mean, there's a lot of kids that, that love to play baseball um, in the upper Midwest. And um, I, I think nationally, I, I guess the more I think about it, I'm surprised football's not in there. I suppose football's do they five. count baseball? Do they, yeah, do they count baseball, softball combined? No, no, they, they, uh, they do it separately. This came out huh. yesterday, full report, middle school, high school participation, basketball, highest number. Baseball number two. Last year, tennis was number three. Um, golf was number four, and football number five. Now it's a COVID year, so golf and tennis had a big explosion. And I think okay. maybe being outside, individual sports, sure. you know, that whole thing. Um, but baseball kind of gets a rap on. Hey, it's it's kind of dying with kids. Number two participation in in twenty twenty. It's interesting. Yeah, I'd have to look closer into those numbers because uh, track and field is has been one of the most participated sports um, across the country for a long time too. And um, I'm, I'm wondering if they break that down into individual sports. Anyway, there's a lot of things, but the moral of the story is you're right. There's a lot of people out there playing baseball and it's not sanctioned. We're one of what, two States, two or three States that don't have baseball as a sanctioned sport. And I, I know they're studying softball and I, I'm guessing that baseball it's got to be in the conversation at least here in the next couple of years. It's interesting to me. I, I, I was kind of surprised baseball had such big numbers participation-wise, middle school, uh, high school-age kids in 2020. Jason Andere is on. Let's talk football. Playoffs are getting close. Um, somebody asked me today, okay, Nate, who's the team in, in 11 AAA? I mean, who's the team? They say Harrisburg, right? And I say, I, I think so. That That's all I can say. I think so. I'm not yeah, sure. Exactly. I mean, you could definitely make a case for Harrisburg. Uh, they now have had two weeks in a row where, um, you know, they've, they've played much better. Yes, they've also played two of the teams at the bottom of the standings, which is which has helped regroup them. We'll see how they do against Jefferson. I think they'll, I think they'll win that game by a couple touchdowns that they played this week. I think their offensive line has had to make some big adjustments, and that's really one of the problems that they had in the middle of the season. And nobody was talking about because they have, what, three or four college football players on that offensive line. Um, but they were making mistakes. And, and when you make a couple of mistakes, it blows up drives. And I think they're playing much better together. I think Harrisburg will have a, a big test this week in Jefferson. And then they play Brandon Valley in two weeks. And that's a game I, I don't know how much weight to put in that game because it's the last game of the regular season. You just want to be a top two seed so that you, you can host a semifinal game. I don't know how much we'll be able to take out of that game, but we will be able to gauge um, some weaknesses, I think. And that's what you want to do is fix your weaknesses. That's what Brandon Valley does every year at this point. And I think Harrisburg has addressed a couple of their weaknesses too. They've had some defensive problems. They've had a few offensive line problems. Um, but they've got everything else that you could possibly want. Uh, you look at just the raw numbers on the paper, you have to say Harrisburg is the favorite. Jason Andera, Midco Sports, live from Sioux Falls, talking high school football. Um, I was surprised by O'Gorman-Stevens, Jason. I mean, Stevens has been competitive, mm-hmm. um, and they can play with teams. It, it, it feels that way. And then I know O'Gorman's gotten better, but that was a huge, huge margin That's that surprised me. I mean, here's what surprised me is that, uh, you know, O'Gorman was without one of their best receivers, too, without Manny Struck, and they just they figured it out offensively, and it took them a while, too, to get going, and it always does. O'Gorman always plays their best ball in the second half of the season, but the distance that there was between those teams, I mean, Stevens 
once again, we talk about weaknesses. They have given up way too many big plays this year. And, man, once again, that bit them in the backside because uh, Bennett Dannenberg absolutely could throw anything he wanted to downfield in one-on-one coverage, and he made big play after big play. Uh, and Stevens, I thought, were a lot closer than they are, but the, those big plays just continue to just drain on them, and uh, they, they cannot continue uh, to ascend if they give up you know, four or five big touchdowns every game. Stevens football lost to O'Gorman 62-14 to if you uh, missed that one last week out in Sioux Falls. Jason Andera, before I let you run, I'm going to make you uh, make a pick in our game of the week. St. Thomas Moore trying to win a Black Hills Conference title. Another one. Maybe they aren't as strong as they have been on the on the state level scene because uh, winter is so good in 11B. But St. Thomas Moore has been coming along. St. Thomas Moore at 11 AA Sturgis Friday. And the winner is? I, I really like what St. Thomas Moore did last week when they, when they featured Matthew Larson. And uh, I love what Judd Sullivan's been doing now that he's switched over and played a little bit more receiver. I, I think they've figured a lot of stuff out against Belfouche. And these two teams have both played Belfouche in uh, the last two weeks. And they're both very similar outcomes. Um, so what's my prediction? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Sturgis. I think I, oh, I really like oh. what they've done. I do. I think Sturgis is on a roll up, and I think Connor Ben has another big day. And I, I just I like their quarterback better with Owen Cass as well. Scoopers are a lot better than their record, I will say that. Yeah. I, I just feel that way. It's been a tough schedule, kind of, kind of a tough year, but I think that uh, team is better than their record. Sturgis, St. Thomas Moore, Black Hills Conference tilt Friday. Jason Andera with the pick, okay? Blame him, okay? Um, Blame me. Jason, always good, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, take care. Appreciate it. Midco Sports, Jason Andera, high school sports analyst. Andera Midco on Twitter. Andera Midco on Twitter. Question of the day. Um, have you missed it? If you're just joining us on the Drive at 5 here tonight, the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City, a reset. Question of the day. High school varsity soccer record was set in Michigan. One player scored 16 goals in a half. Then the Mercy Roll ended the game. His team won 17-0. The team they were playing out there in Michigan, winless. They've only scored seven goals all year. What say you? What say you? Question of the day. Bad sportsmanship or it's fine to go for the record? 56% say bad sportsmanship. 44% say it's fine to go for that uh, national record. Well, they went for it and they hit it. Um, It's interesting. Interesting breakdown of the question of the day. We've got to move into the drive at five. I'm going to talk Broncos with Doug Ottawill live from Denver. How big is that one Sunday now with this Raiders mess going on? No John Gruden. They got problems. Broncos hosting the Raiders. Doug Ottawill on the way. And first, first, did we see this coming with the college sports name, image, and likeness sponsorships? And what do I mean? The number one earner in name, image, and likeness dollars has now lost his spot. What does that mean? Next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. 
right, sports fans, it's finally here. Sports betting is legal in South Dakota, and the place to do it in Deadwood is Tin Lizzie Sportsbook with BetMGM. Whether it's a college football Saturday or an NFL Sunday, BetMGM and Tin Lizzie are taking your bets. Check out the brand-new sportsbook at Tin Lizzie and get the best experience in South Dakota. It's football season, and the official sports betting partner of Fox Sports Rapid City is Tin Lizzie and the BetMGM Sportsbook. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. Sometimes it's just a whoops. Sometimes it's a oh no. And sometimes it's an all out ah. Whatever it is, J&J Truck and Auto Body can take care of it with traditional methods or paintless dent repair because they are a PPG certified and iCar Gold class shop with ASC certified technicians. Plus, they work with your insurance company saving you time. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 100%. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. If you've considered selling your current home, let me take you to that next step with confidence. The Black Hills housing market is competitive, and I have been in the business of attracting buyers for 15 years. Let's make it happen. Contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. List it, sell it, and move on. With me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in. How you doing? Okay? We're doing a little better? I hope so. Hope you've had a solid Wednesday. Well, snow day Wednesday for some of you. It's all right. A little break midweek. We're back at it on Fox Sports Rapid City. The Nate Brown Show Live weekdays 4 to 6. The podcast will be up tonight. Good first hour. Good second hour ready to roll. We're going to talk Rapid City Stevens soccer. How about this? The Stevens girls soccer team playing well. I will tell you that. Knocked off number one Aberdeen Central uh, yesterday. And they're going to the state double-A championship. We'll talk to the head coach, Luis Yusera. Rapid City Stevens girls soccer trying to get it done. They got into the state title game in 2018. And uh, now they'll be playing at Sioux Falls Roosevelt Saturday out at Howard Wood Field. Luis Yusera on the way, talking about building that program into a winner. Doug Ottawill's on tap, live from Denver, Mile High Sports. The Broncos-Raiders game became a lot more interesting nationally, I will tell you that. Uh, No John Gruden in the mess there. What's going to happen with the Broncos if they lose that? I really wonder. That's a a 
Big, big problem if the Broncos lose Sunday at mile high. Doug Ottawell on the way. Um, here we go. Here we go. This is a story I want to hit on. Um, we have a little case study now on how this name, image, and likeness scenario works out sometimes, or <laughs> how it may work out. Name, image, and likeness, sponsorship dollars, endorsement deals with college athletes. The number one name, image, and likeness guy, the most marketable athlete in college football is Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, the hottest commodity in college football by far. And Spencer Rattler is now, I think, the number two quarterback for now at Oklahoma. I think. We don't know this for sure. Lincoln Riley, the head coach, isn't saying who's starting for sure this Saturday for the Sooners. But Caleb Williams, the kid who came in with the class of 2021 here, just took over and got things cranking and came back and beat Texas. It sure feels like Spencer Rattler might be uh, – the hottest commodity in name, image, and likeness, who now may be the number two quarterback. As a matter of fact, his estimated earnings on social media, his estimated earnings, social media, 800000 just so far this year. 800000 that's the uh, open doors projection on his earnings through social media. He's been doing a lot of things. He's, he's been given um, other things locally down there in Norman, Cars um, from Fowler Automotive Group, and so now people are are wondering. They're they're asking the question: How about this case study here? This is an interesting story. You have the number one guy, Heisman Trophy candidate, number one potential NFL draft pick. This is the guy going into the season, and we're on October thirteenth. And Spencer Rattler now, who has all these deals, he's supposed to be the guy, may not be the guy. And then you're wondering, where does this go? Is this uh, going to change the way businesses do this? I'm going to say, I don't think so. Some people say, oh, this is going to be a wake-up call. This is going to be a wake-up call. Uh, sponsors and businesses looking at, hey, you got to be successful on the field to cash in. you got to be successful. you got to be the guy. I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. Let's just watch this. Just watch this. The relationship between some of these sponsors and these college athletes, yes, I know it can come from sports success, but a lot of it's coming through what? Instagram, Twitter, the whole thing there, the the whole tapping into the relationship with their brand, and it doesn't necessarily come from success on the field. I don't like that. I think as sports fans, you may not you get to say, this is bogus. I think as sports fans, we want to say, you get what you earn because of your success and your hard work on the field and putting in the time. I'm here to tell you in this in this new landscape, we'll see what happens with Spencer Rattler. If he's not going to be the guy at Oklahoma, what does his compensation look like? Well, guess what? He'll probably, if he's not the guy at Oklahoma, what's going to happen? He'll transfer to be the guy somewhere else, and those dollars will continue to follow. These guys are building their brands. They're building their brands. And as a sports fan, again, I want it to be about the sports. I want it to be about sports success. When it comes to the name, image, and likeness scenario, sometimes I think it's about the marketing behind the brand. 
It's not about, well, you've got to be a really good, you got to throw for 300 yards. You got to throw three touchdowns, 300 yards. And that all, that all helps in um, your legacy, you, you being the guy at Oklahoma. It'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. If this is the case, here's a case study. Name, image, and likeness, sponsorships. What are they looking for in their return on investment? Do you need to be the guy in a Heisman Trophy winner to make big dollars? I'm going to tell you I don't think you do. I'm going to tell you I don't think you do. I don't love it. I don't love that scenario. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's not necessarily about the sports performance. It's about what do I have as followers? What do I do on social? How do I captivate an audience? How do I engage with my fans? What do I do in that community? That's the real story. That's what's going on here. So I don't think sponsors are going to start going, well, we better, yeah, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. You have a kid at Ohio State right now who hasn't played a game. He hasn't played a game. Quinn Ewers, the number one high school recruit, hasn't played a game. He's got a million-dollar deal. He may never play a game. I don't know. It's a wild world, the name, image, and likeness world. And now Spencer Rattler becomes the latest. Does he need to be a top player, a real top player, to be a top earner? I don't think he does. Coming right back with Doug Ottawa, live from Denver, Broncos Raiders. This one became really, really big now. If the Broncos can't beat the reeling Raiders, what type of situation do we have in Denver and maybe at quarterback? Doug Ottawa next. The Nate Brown Show. Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Get the new Honda you really want at Danny Menholt Rushmore Honda. Save with 0% APR financing for 48 months on new 21 Honda Pilots and Passports. That's 0% for 48 months. See us at Danny Menholt Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. It's Honda's certified Dream Deal sales event. Up to an additional two years, 50,000 miles comprehensive warranty, plus certified Hondas come with seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, free First year and 24-7 roadside assistance. See Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda for all the certified details. Count on First Gold Gaming Resort for the biggest giveaways in Deadwood. Every Friday through Sunday, win your share of $8,600 in promo play through Hot Seat Drawings. Every Saturday night, it's First Gold's Lucky Sevens Giveaway, where you can win $1,000 cash at the top of every hour from 6 p.m. till midnight. Get in on First Gold's $2,000 slot tournaments on Friday and Sunday, or win a 43-inch Sony Smart TV every Sunday night at 6 p.m. First Gold Gaming Resort, where your first stop on Main Street as you're coming into Deadwood. Black Hills Community Bank wants you to know that now may be the best time to refinance, purchase, or even build a brand new home. With rates this low, Black Hills Community Bank is well positioned to be your local partner. They are your home loans bank with local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings. They challenge themselves to close every loan on time. This may be the time to think about home ownership or refinancing. With Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. See equal housing lender.
There can be no doubt, losing a loved one is always difficult. At O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home, we strive to meet your emotional needs with compassion, kindness, and understanding. The caring staff at O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home recognizes the importance of celebrating a life that was lived with dignity, respect, and professionalism. Serving local families in their special time of need for generations. O. Simon Schmidt Funeral Home, Rapid City. Phone 343-0077 or visit osimschmidt.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm on my way, I'm making it. I've got to make it show, Welcome back in your sports, your show, the Nate Brown show from the biggest national names to the local sports newsmakers all here wrapped up nicely on Fox Sports Rapid City weekdays, four to six. Thanks for checking in 106.7 FM, 1150 AM listening there. And you can also catch us at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. Remember the YouTube stream. We're down today. Producer of the show, Matt Kearney, he lives off in those hills. I mean, he is uh, a hills man. And uh, got a little snowy, if you might notice, in certain areas. So uh, the producer of the Nate Brown Show, Matt Kearney, with a snow day. Do we have those? I guess. <laughs> He'll be back tomorrow, right? Right, Matt? Are you listening? Okay. Doug Ottawell's in here on the Nate Brown Show. Broncos, milehighsports.com. He's live in Denver. This game Sunday became really interesting now. Broncos Raiders always interesting to me, but really interesting now. No John Gruden. Pretty big distractions going on over there with the Raiders. You may have noticed this week. The Broncos don't win this one. Now we got some problems. I'm here to tell you. I mean, I, I think I can say that. Um, let's get to him. Doug Ottawell's in. Doug, is that fair? I mean, I, I said, hey, you came on. We, we talked Steelers. This is one you need there. They didn't get it. Now you got the Raiders at in Denver. This is it right here. Yeah, I mean, you know. It, this early in the season, you can never mathematically say it's a must-win game or whatever, but the way this team has been playing, paired with how uh, Las Vegas has been playing, I mean, if you don't win this game at home, especially when you look ahead at their schedule, well, you got a, you got a tough hill to climb if you don't get a W here because it's one thing to go into Cleveland on a Thursday night and lose that puts you to 4-3, and three, but if you lose that game and go to 3-4, and four, um, and I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody thinks the Broncos are going to go in Cleveland and win. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the Raiders are just, there's all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't lose this game. And, uh, so it makes it, uh, makes it pretty big, pretty intriguing. Let me ask you about the Steelers game really quick. Um, stagnant offensively reminded me of last year. Um, is this a Pat Shermer offensive coordinator problem? In my opinion, it sure is. I mean, that was that was the basis of my column that I wrote on Monday. You know, the Broncos, when you really think about it and you look at the roster up and down, they're a pretty good team. I mean, they've got they've got players everywhere. Um, but you know, some of the things that that we were told would be strengths of this team have suddenly become question marks. I mean, you know, Pat Shermer was supposed to have his kind of guy in in Teddy Bridgewater. Well. They had three first downs in the first half, and you can't tell me that's because Teddy Bridgewater was off. I mean, 
Eddie played fine, really. I mean, outside of the game that he was concussed. Um, and then when they opened the when they opened the game plan up in the second half, Bridgewater, you know, brought him back from behind. I mean, I really can't look at Bridgewater and say, oh, they're not doing what they want to do because they're limited at quarterback. I mean, they're limiting themselves. I mean, the, the week before when they lost to the Ravens, everybody kind of jumped on Shermer and said, geez, you know, you got these two running backs um, that are playing pretty well. You come into the game in the second half with Drew Locke, and all you want to do is spread things out and go three wide and pass the ball over the yard. Well, the next week, they go run, run, third and long pass, run, run, third and long pass, run, run, third and long pass. I mean, it was that was the story of their entire first half. It was like he was reading his press clippings and, and you know, going to prove a point that he was going to be committed to the run. Well, you know, Pittsburgh just stacked the box. It was pretty obvious what they shouldn't have been doing. Um, so I just I give Pat Shermer, you know, F across the board. And then, you know, you talk about other things that are supposed to be a strength. And we talked about how this defense was supposed to be a second coming of the no-fly zone. Well, you know, obviously Kyle Fuller's not the same player he was. Uh, Kareem Jackson and Ben Simmons look like they're, you know, they're out of sorts. Uh, or I'm sorry, not Ben Simmons, Justin Simmons. Um, I thought you changed you know, it up on me for a while. I know Ben Simmons, yeah. but come on. <laughs> I get you get my sports names mixed up, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and those are two really good safeties, and they just look like they've never played together this year out of the blue. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this team. Uh, I just, but I think if I'm really looking at it and looking at the personnel. Um, my conclusion is that they're just really poorly coached right now. Doug Ottawa on talking Broncos Raiders Sunday in Denver, milehighsports.com. You can find his work there. Um, well, I think I'm going to know your answer then. You talked about, I don't think this is a Teddy Bridgewater problem. Last couple of games weren't like the first three for Teddy. So, so I'll say that. So this gets me going. If Teddy has a bad game, let's say it's a bad game against the Raiders. Do we start talking, okay, maybe a Drew Locke uh, tryout here? I still think we're a ways from that because, you know, there's two arguments. One is you're still very much in it mathematically, um, but I do think that the, the issue or at least the belief around Denver is that their losses have very little to do with Teddy Bridgewater. I think that my my take is not necessarily original. I think people are, you know, ready to call for Pat Shermer. They're ready to call for Vic Fangio. Um, Teddy Bridgewater has kind of eluded criticism. I mean, and, and rightfully so, in my opinion. I mean, the guy's got one interception. It was on the last play of the game out of desperation. He's done exactly what they build him to be, which is a game manager, let the defense win the game, so on and so forth. He's been better than that. I mean, he's he's shown that he's capable of having big plays, and he still hasn't made mistakes. Um, the the biggest gripe I have with with Bridgewater so far in the season was what they did, you know, with their last four plays. I mean, and this is where you know you look at Shermer and you're like, you call a fade to the shortest receiver on the roster when you have to have a, a touchdown and a two point conversion. Do I have you? Did I lose you? Maybe. 
Are you there, Doug? Oh, I got you now. Yep, I'm here. You're good. I'm here, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, I was you know, about the only place I could fault Bridgewater was in the last, you know, I guess it was the, the second to last play of the game this week where Pat Shermer mysteriously calls a fade to the shortest receiver on the roster. And instead of checking out of it or going to one of the other options, Teddy Bridgewater makes that throw anyway. To me, if you're Tom Brady, and I'm not trying to compare the two, you know better than to throw a fade to your smallest guy, no matter what the play comes in as. Um, and if you're Pat Shermer, do you really know who the personnel are at, the point, at that point? Well, why would you call that play? So that's literally the only real criticism that I have had of Teddy Bridgewater all year was the decision to make that throw. But, you know, he, that's uh, one play. It'll be interesting. Um yeah, I just throw out the Drew Locke thing. I don't think it's going to be discussed right away, but I say if it if it's a bad game against the Raiders, I just wonder if there's going to be some folks now, okay, three straight losses, the offense uh, wasn't doing what they were doing. Uh, I wonder if that'll be there a little bit. Maybe it's a little early. I'm going to say this, Doug Ottawill, um, Raiders, no John Gruden. It's been a mess over there. How much do you think that impacts that team here? I don't know, and that's really been a, the you know point of discussion all week here. You know whether it's people writing about it or speculating. Today there was the uh, the press conference with Raiders interim coach, who was actually the special teams coach, and he more or less said, "Hey, look, offense is going to be handled by the co- offensive coordinator. Defense is going to be handled by the defensive coordinator." I get the feeling that he's you know just sort of plugging the holes and making sure someone's there to call timeouts. Um, but I believe John Gruden I, I, called plays, right? He did. He did. Um, at least that's what that's what everyone's kind of understood. I, I do think that there's got to be a hiccup at least a little bit. And I'm not, I don't know that the guys on that team are rallying around the fact that John Gruden got let go. I mean, I've never got the sense that they – you know, love him unconditionally and what an injustice we're going to show everybody and get a, go get a win. And I also don't get the idea that they're, they're crushed and in disarray. I think they may be disorganized, which I think is a perfect opportunity for the Broncos to capitalize on. Um, because John Gruden, whether you like him or not, or regardless of all this stuff that's come out, I mean, I think that he's a, at the very least, a competent NFL coach. Um, so I do think that there's going to be a little bit of drop-off in teams in terms of organization, game management, um, some of those things. So we'll see. Um, I sure, If I'm the Broncos, I sure don't want to count on that. I want to prepare as if the Raiders are playing the best game they've played all season and, and uh, you know, go from there. Two teams that have really uh, been reeling here a little bit. Uh, back-to-back losses for the Raiders and the Broncos. It's Sunday in Denver. Doug Ottawa, MileHighSports.com, covering it. Um, Broncos are dead last in the NFL in third-down conversions. Dead last in third-down conversions. That's a killer. Yeah. Well, and that's, to me, that falls a lot more on Pat Shermer than it does on Teddy Bridgewater because the biggest reason that they're last in in third down conversions is because they're constantly in third and long. And usually what that tells me is that they're not they're not doing a good job of play calling on first and second. I mean, the last, you know, in that first half, he Bridgewater was in third and long all the time. 
um, you know, they're 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 making decisions or making game plans based on we're going to stick to the run. Pittsburgh could have had 13 guys in the box and they would have kept running it. Now there's something to be said for you know grinding it out and sticking it sticking to a concept. On the flip side, there's also time to check out of a play, and I just. That's where I just I look at Pat Shermer's game plans and I'm like they haven't scored on 20 opening drives. The Broncos haven't mm. have not scored a touchdown on 20 opening drives. I mean, yeah, they've had some turnover and things like that at the quarterback position, but I mean, to me, that's that is indicative of an offensive coordinator that does not have a good game plan going in. I'll tell you, Vic Fangio still on a tryout here. I mean, this year's going to get interesting. Um, and Pat Shermer, Vic Fangio, all those guys. This year is is it. This is it, um, I believe, uh, for the head coach, the offensive coordinator, everybody. So last one, Doug Ottawell, I'll let you run. Live from Denver, milehighsports.com. You said, well, it's not the end of the season, and I know that, but a loss to a reeling Raiders team in Denver, and then you look at the big picture of who you still have to play, the panic meter after a loss is what? One to ten. I would say it's it's the strong eight. <laughs> I mean, you know, everything is always contingent on, well, what does that loss look like? I mean, did the offense go out and, and put up 35 points, or did they do their typical, you know, 17 and they're trying to make it 24 at the end of the game? I mean, I, I think a lot of it has to do with how the offensive, offensive team plays. But regardless, if they lose – I just think you look at the schedule ahead. I mean, and this kind of, it doesn't necessarily mark the end of all the easy games, but it marks the, the end of winnable games for the foreseeable future. I mean, the best game remaining on their schedule is the Lions. And, yeah, they should win that. But, you know, you look at the other matchups and you're you're thinking, okay, where's a win going to come from if they can't beat the Raiders at home or the Steelers? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm you telling know. you, I, I think you said a strong eight. I think in Denver Broncos country, it's going to be like a nine. I mean, it's going to be a nine. I, I think people are thinking, oh, the Raiders, uh, they're, they're toast. we we got to have this one in Denver on Sunday. I, th- I think they have to have it. Um, Doug Ottawell on tonight, Broncos writer, milehighsports.com. Find him on Twitter at dottawell. He's in Denver, ready to go. Doug, enjoy it, man. Thanks for coming on. You bet, mate. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate that. Doug Ottawell tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Broncos writer, Mile High Sports, uh, live in Denver. Broncos 3-2, and two, Raiders 3-2. and two. two teams that need a W big time on uh, Sunday. I'll tell you, a team that got a big W uh, yesterday, right here, this local team, I'm telling you, I uh, thought these uh, – these girls would make a run. They have. They get through the number one seed on the road. Rapid City Stevens girls soccer's in the state double-A championship. The title game is Saturday in Sioux Falls. Maybe a little revenge on the mind. They play a team that, that knocked them out last year in the semis. How about head coach of the Stevens girls soccer team after the big win yesterday, Luis Yacera. He's live next. This is the Nate Brown Show. The Rapid City Rush are ready for another season of hockey and family-friendly entertainment. Get ready for your next memory, your next reason to cheer, the next exhilarating chapter of Rush Hockey. 
Rapid City Rush, next chapter, same goal. Witness the excitement this season, kicking off October 22nd and 23rd at the Monument Ice Arena. Get your tickets now at rapidcityrush.com. Tickets start at just $15. Don't let your checking account nickel and dime you with fees. Come on over to Highmark, where you have three different free checking accounts to choose from, all without service fees. You're sure to find a checking account that fits you perfectly. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of our branches and find freedom from fees. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Hey, Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North Lacrosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North Lacrosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com Listen to what your friends and neighbors are saying about Anytime Auto Sales service and detail. Randy Marty in Rapid City. We found Anytime Auto Sales around three years ago. We have purchased vehicles. Uh, we purchased a vehicle for my son and have had uh, great fortunate uh, use with that vehicle. And um, we've done uh, numerous things with them. They have put in headlights. They have put in simple things, even just windshield wipers, and then have done some other major work, tires to brakes. We have been very pleased with all of the things that they have done in service and in storage, and uh, we are thankful that they have made our lives so much easier by knowing we can come to them anytime for anything. They have taken care of us in a tremendous manner. There you have it. For the best in automotive sales and service, see Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail, corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. For nearly 100 years, Connex has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Well, 
Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show Live, weekdays 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Rapid City, your sports, your show, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Thanks for checking in on the radio side. Remember, listen right there on your phone, foxsportsrapidcity.com. The live stream is there. I'll tell you, this program's been winning. I will tell you that. They're still looking for their first state title, but they've been winning. The Stevens Girls Soccer Program. And maybe one of the biggest wins they've had. I'll tell you, they've been to a state championship, just got clipped a few years ago, but now yesterday, they take down the number one seed in South Dakota, Aberdeen Central. Aberdeen only had one loss going into that yesterday. Stevens girls go on the road, the long trip, and they win it 3-1 to one in the AA semifinals. And now Stevens girls in the state AA championship this Saturday. Head coach at Stevens is Luis Useris here on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Coach, it's good to have you. How are you? I'm doing great, and it's great to be here. I think I need to have you do our introductions all the time. That was brilliant. (laughs) All right. I I might be able to do that. We shall see. (laughs) Um, Let me ask you about your mindset going in, okay? Soccer's a game. You got to think, but you got to play fast. You got to be ready. You knew Aberdeen 13-1. and You know they're a really good team. What was your mindset for the the approach uh, yesterday's match? Uh, well, going into that match yesterday, we really focused on the girls of not making mistakes in the back and really thinking it through. Um, they had two quality players, just knowing where they're at and and really not playing individually, just playing for each other. So we've really talked about that and getting that ball forward to what we feel is our strength is the scoring and and the, the players up top. I want to ask you, right away they score, and I mean right away. Um, you're down one nothing on the road. What uh, was going through your mind? Uh, I looked at the girls. They didn't seem rattled at all. But as soon as we kicked it off, I knew we were going to be okay because they just went right at them. There was no bickering. There was no. They just picked the ball up and they just moved forward. And I knew we'd be okay. It, it was early enough where a mistake like that, and 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 they. They penalized us for um, for making a, a little mistake. Um, it's early enough in the game where we can recover from it, and and we surely did recover and and just kept moving forward from there. Raider girls got down one nothing yesterday. Then they come back, boom, 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 uh, score three goals in the first half. They led at the half three to one. Luisa Serra joins us, Stevens head girls soccer coach. So. Lady Raiders 12-2-1 and going to the state AA championship Saturday after the big win over Aberdeen. So you get, boom, three goals, you're up 3-1, then the second half. How, uh, how did you evaluate that scenario where you played? It must have played well defensively. Well, I went, you know, if you're thinking about soccer, there's, there's really two ways to control the game. The first is you control it by having the ball. Um, what you risk by having the ball is, is a lot of space. Um, we decided to control the game by playing really, really tight defense on them. So we identified their very best player, and we we had one player just trail her. If she she had to go to the restroom, she went with her to the restroom. If she needed water, she went with her to water. Wherever she went, we took her out. And then after that, we just kind of put a defensive shape and said, 
when in doubt, it just goes long. Otherwise, we try to connect and we use our speed up top to kind of be a little counter. And and the girls played brilliantly. They they really kept them from having any real quality shots. And and truth behind it all is is our goalkeeper Morgan Jost. She she did amazing. Just she was like a wall. Nothing was going to get by her after that first goal. I'll tell you, Morgan's had a good season. Uh, the goalkeeper. She's had a nice season. Let me ask you: Did you see this? As a possibility. I, I've said here, you've won quite a bit. I mean, this has been a winning program. You're looking for that first state title still, but you've won a lot. Did you see this team at this level? Uh, boy, that's a great question. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, if you think about it, nine of these girls that are starting actually lost in the semifinals last year. Six of the seniors that are on the team this year, they um, actually were in the snowball of 2018 when we qualified as a state champion. Um, we've lost two years in a row in the semifinals, and then now we're making it to the finals. So I think this group of seniors, there's nine of them, they've been amazing leaders, and I their whole focus has been not winning, just playing our best and doing the right things, and then the, the byproduct is the win, and it's happening in the way they're they're laying it out. Stevens girls soccer, 12-2-1. They're in the state double-A championship Saturday. It's out at Howard Wood Field against Sioux Falls Roosevelt. Maybe a little bit of a surprise. Roosevelt 7-5-2, but they were right there, the defending state champs now, right? Okay, I'll ask you about that matchup really quick. Um, Roosevelt beat you in the semis. Um, how much does that uh, be on your mind as you get in here? These same girls, they know that. Um, and Roosevelt, maybe a little surprised, made it all the way this year. Yeah, you know, we played Roosevelt earlier in this year, and we beat them 3-0. to zero, And they've just come a long ways. They're, they're feisty. They're, they're hard hitters. They're, they're strong. They're really organized in the back. I mean, their last three games in the, going in the playoffs, they won all three games. They beat the, the number three seed, the number two seed, and the number 10 seed all 1-0. So they may not be producing a lot of goals, but they're sure not letting goals go in either. So this is going to be a battle for us to, to try to break the ice on them and, and you know, keep them from putting that one goal in that they seem to defend really well against. How do you keep your girls dialed in, Luis? Um, it feels like pressure's on. How do you make sure it's a, it's a calm approach Saturday? So when, you know, we won the semis and the girls went over and congratulated the other team, the, the parents, amazing parents, they, they went over there and they talked to them, and then we pulled them all together and said, um, look, we have to remain humble. You have to remain calm because this isn't what we're celebrating. We're not celebrating winning the semis. This is a great step. You know, our job's not done, and when our job is done, then we can celebrate. And the girls seem to be dialed in on that, and, and you know, they believe it, and they talk it, and, you know, on the whole bus ride on, they were studying, and they were in their books. So I know that it's not going to their heads. And it's now up to my assistant coach and myself, um, Coach Rob Reagan and myself, to um, just di dissect what we're going to see and, and show the girls, here's some tendencies, and, and you know, this is how we're going to play against them. And I think they're ready. Luis Ucera in his eighth year as head coach, Rapid City Stevens head girls soccer coach here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stevens is in the AA state championship again. They were there in 2018. Now they got to go out to Sioux Falls, Howard Woodfield against Sioux Falls Roosevelt. So you said it, these players played in 2018. Does that make a difference for them Saturday, that experience? Well, yes. First of all, it's going to be 65 degrees. 
So <laughs> with that said, it's going to be a great change. Um, I, they're so much more mature right now. They're so calm with the ball. Uh, probably the best thing that's happened to us all season, believe it or not, is having the two losses that we did. It really refocused us. Um, put them down to earth that, you know what, we, we're not entitled to win. We're going to have to work hard to win. And if you saw the game yesterday, if, if anyone did see it, they did work hard to win, and, and it wasn't a give-me game. A 3-1 to one score is a great result, but they worked extremely hard for that result. I will ask you one more. Um, yep. Best attribute of this team? You talk about some leadership. Um, you also have to be great players, physical, fast. Best attribute of this team? that's gotten you here the best attribute attribute yeah i uh, i would say a oneness they are just one group one group going for the same goal that's what it takes in soccer i will tell you that you know that um luis Yusera, rapid city stevens head girl soccer coach in his eighth year congrats on making it coach um i appreciate yeah, you coming you. on no, thanks for having us. All right, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate that. Um, Luis Yacera, Rapid City Stevens head girls soccer coach, and the Stevens Raiders are in the state AA championship. It'll be Saturday, Howard Wood Field. They're going to make the trip back east. They already knocked off Aberdeen, the number one seed yesterday, 3-1. to one. Aberdeen finishes the year 13-2. It was a big win for the Raiders, and now they take on Sioux Falls Roosevelt. little rematch. Roosevelt beat the Raiders in the semifinals last year, and Roosevelt went on to win the title. Now it's Roosevelt back there against the Stevens girls, trying to win state title in soccer for the first time. Uh, good luck to Luis Usera and the Stevens girls. Good to have them on. We're back with who's hot and who's not. All right, we always do that tonight. Wrapping up the show, who's hot? The Green Bay Packers. Why do I have them in that category? Why do I have the Packers in my who's hot? You Vikings fans aren't going to like this. That's next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Dale's Tire and Retreading has been providing quality brands of tires and excellent service to the Black Hills area for over 50 years. Dale's Tire sells tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, agriculture, construction, and more. Dale's Tire has what you need when you need it and offers appointment times to get you in and out faster. See the experts at Dale's Tire and Retreading. Two convenient locations in Rapid City, 691 Deadwood Avenue and 3200 Campbell Street. Dale's Tire and Retreading. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Partly cloudy tonight with lows around 29. West winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Highs level off around 47. Tomorrow, a blend of clouds and sun. Partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow night, lows level off around 31. Temperatures below average Friday and Saturday with highs from the upper 40s to the upper 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 39. Here at Pizza Ranch, we believe in happy accidents. Like in 1964, when a Buffalo, New York restaurant owner accidentally bought chicken wings instead of chicken necks. The 60s were a crazy time. Well, decades later, and the mistake-turned-masterpiece is now at Pizza Ranch. Introducing our new traditional and boneless chicken wings, tossed in our signature sauces. Two more ways to get the country's best chicken available for carryout and delivery. Maybe it wasn't an accident after all. Just delicious fate. Pizza Ranch. Mm. 
Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on the lights. We switch the TV channels. Some of us switch partners while square dancing. Well, that's a stretch. But what's not a stretch is how you can switch and save with State Farm. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson right here in Rapid City, and I can switch you over and you can start saving today. Me and my team are ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood. It's easy to switch and save. Just call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson. Want the real deal? Like a good neighbor? State Farm is there. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Let's wrap it up on a Wednesday night, a snow day for some of you. Hope you had a great Wednesday. Thanks for checking in on the program. Your sports, your show. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live weekdays on Fox Sports Rapid City. Who's hot and who's not every night at this time. Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Tonight, it's kids night, okay? One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet, the best buffet in town. You know that. Two locations, the Pizza Ranch. The buffet open until 8 tonight. Who's hot and who's not? Let's go with it. I don't want to do this to you. I don't want to do this to you, Vikings fans. But this number jumped out to me. I didn't know this number, and I now know it. The Packers under head coach Matt LaFleur. The Packers record under head coach Matt LaFleur against the NFC North. Against NFC North division rivals is what? What is it? 12-1. and The Packers are getting set to play the Bears. The Vikings are coming up. I, th- I thought the Vikings might be able to take down the Packers, uh, maybe. I- I'm a little worried. That number uh, just jumped at me today as the Packers get set for the Bears this week. Packers versus the NFC North under head coach Matt LaFleur. They are 12-1 and in my who's hot category, the Packers, somehow, someway. I'm not rooting for them, I will tell you that. Um, in my who's not category, we're going to talk wins and losses as well. This number jumped out in a who's not tonight. Scott Frost and the Huskers, they're close. How close? Scott Frost has 16 losses in his Nebraska career by single digits. By single digits. As a matter of fact, they've been so close, yet this year, how close? All four of the Husker losses by single digits this year. So it's not blowout city for the Huskers, but it is that just can't get over the top. 16 losses of uh, Scott Frost's career, single digits, and all four losses this season. Can, can Nebraska get it done against Minnesota Saturday? I hope so. We're back tomorrow on a Thursday with a great lineup already, including Lee Sterling, one of the best handicappers in the country. He's got your picks, college football, NFL, for any opportunities you may have. Uh, sports betting in Deadwood, you know that. Lee Sterling's in tomorrow, along with Jason Hershorn, NFL analyst. we got a lot to cover tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show. We're back then. Send you to the Odd Couple right now. Have a great night. See ya.